God has been taking us through a series titled Walking with God in Times Like This. And now we will we now understand a little bit of what it means to walk with God. And so this morning, turn your Bible with me to the book of Genesis. To the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 22. Genesis chapter 22. Uh, I will pick some of the verses. Now, I'll read from verse 1 and then jump to some few other verses. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thy only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee. Now, and Abraham rose up early in the morning, just like early in the morning now. You rose up to seek God. And saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and cleaved the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Now, the next thing that we see is, I said, then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar. And Abraham said unto his young man, Abide ye here with the ash, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship, and come and come again to you. We'll pause in that verse 5. And then I will then jump to, now, I will jump to verse 10. And Abraham stretched forth his hand to, 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 and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called, uh, called him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. And he said, lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thy only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, I pray for anyone that is pregnant. You will not lose your baby in Jesus' name. And in the name of Jesus, we will not lose our infant in the name of Jesus. Now, and, and seeing that thou hast not withheld thy son, thy only son. And, and Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, I mean, and, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a ticket by his arm. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. Now I will jump to uh, the next verse, verse, uh, verse 14. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh. As it is said to this day, in the month of the Lord, it shall be sin. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time. So pay attention to that verse 15. And said, by myself have I sworn, says the Lord, for because thou hast done these things, and hast not withheld thy son, 
thy only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed, as the stars of the heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seesaw, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. Amen. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Amen. Because thou hast obeyed my voice. Because thou hast obeyed my voice. Now, brethren, we have looked at the characteristics of the time that we are in as well. We understand that we are in a very challenging time called perilous time. It's a time where most people find it really, you know, it's going to be really challenging for, 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 for some, you know, to, to, to serve God. And we cited an example about the online worship. Now, um, when it comes to working with God, he has some sacrifices. And then there are blessings. So now we are going to be looking at some sacrifices or the costs of working with God. What does it take to work with God? Uh, number one that we see here from the story of Abraham. God told Abraham to sacrifice his only son, his only begotten son. Now, of course, we know as human, that is not the easiest thing to do. In fact, how can you say an invisible God tells you if your neighbor hears that? Or if you, if you don't even, maybe if Abraham did not have a believing wife, that may even become even more, even more difficult. You know, or having friends that are not believing, or oh, that is even going to become more challenging. Or family members around that I don't, oh, that's going to become a lot of headache for him. But Abraham, the Lord told him to sacrifice his only son. And the next thing we learned was that he rose up early in the morning. So what does it mean? What is the cost associated with working with God? So work with God is not cheap, brethren. It comes with a lot of sacrifice and blessings. Now, but the truth is that if you make up your mind, God himself has made provision for everything you need for you to work with him while here or not. He has made a provision to make sure that you do not compromise your faith. Is number one is this obedience obedience you see anybody that will work with god must obey god now it is often said that you can't have two drivers in a car working with god does not mean that we are age mates with god working with god does not mean that we are of equal you know level with god what it simply means that god is still in the driver's side i mean the driver's seat is the one taking control you're only traveling with him but then when he tells you a thing, you obey. He told Abraham. But do you know that that's why the Bible said God tempted Abraham? That means God knew what he was going to do. Do you know God not knew the outcome of the old thing? He knew the outcome. He knew Abraham will obey him. He knew. So you cannot walk with God and, and, and disobey. I mean, you cannot walk with God and not obey God. No. You have to obey him in everything that he says to you, if you really want to walk with God in such a challenging time like this, obedience. And one thing I've come to understand about the Almighty God is that sometimes what he asks us to do, they may appear foolish. 
Yes. They are unthinkable. And that is where faith comes in. What he asks you to do may be things that does not, that in fact, you, you must not even tell somebody else. Because of course, they will shut it down. That is God for you. That's why I say my ways are not your ways. And he uses the foolish thing of this world to confound the wise. So obedience, absolute obedience, obedience to God. Abraham rose up in the morning. That is a sign of, he didn't debate it. He didn't begin to ask God questions. Oh, why should I do this? Why should I uh, go and sacrifice? Well, you know, the God who gave it, when you know you did not, when you know that you are going to kill the child, why didn't you, why did you even give it to us in the first place? Lord, see how many years we have waited. No. Abraham, we did, we did not hear of any of those things. And how you will know that he did not complain was that the Bible said he rose up the following morning. Now, if you study the life of Abraham closely, you will know that Abraham was a man that God, he was a friend of God, even as God himself said. So it's not that maybe he was scared to, you know, to talk, to say, Lord, this is, of course, he, God has given him grace to walk with him. And he was his friend. Remember, God appeared to him so many times. If you, if you want now to remember the, the concerning the same Abraham, when the Lord visited him and said, don't worry, you'll be father of many nations through your seed, the whole world will be blessed. What did he say? He said, you have not given me a child. And you are saying, all these promises will come to pass. How will it come to pass? And at the point, Abraham said, Lord, just bless this Eliza of my, you know, my servant. And God said, no, it is the seed that proceeds from you that I will bless. So what is the point there? Is that, so Abraham it wasn't that he couldn't say something to God. From the past experience, we could see that he had a conversation with God. But in this case, Abraham had grown in his walk with God. And that's what God expects us to do. That's exactly what God is demanding from each one of us. That we grow in our walk with God. If before you used to struggle to obey God, I used to struggle not to obey God. The Bible said the time of ignorance, the Lord winks at. That means the Lord ignores. The Lord forget about it. He said, in those days, when my son was just, you know, getting to know me, he struggles to obey me. I've given allowance for him to. My daughter used to struggle to obey me. But now I expect my son and my daughter not to struggle anymore. So Abraham, we can see that progression. When he started with God, yeah, he was struggling a little bit. But now, he has come, you know, God has brought him to a point where Abraham said, you see, whatever he asked me to do, I will do it. Obedience. Brethren, when you obey God, it comes with huge blessings. So that's number one. The other thing we are seeing here is that look at what, is, what the angel said. What the angel said unto him. The angel said unto him, I know now that thou feareth the Lord. I want somebody else to read the book of Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. Read for us loudly. So number two is reverential fear for God. Abraham had reverential fear for God. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. If you are there, you can read now. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the holy is understanding. 
Amen. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. What does that tell us? Abraham feared God. Abraham feared God. Abraham feared God. He feared God. You see, when, you, when we are talking about walking with God, it demands fearing God, having reverential fear for God. It demands fearing God in everything that you do. It demands putting God first. He feared God. So if we are talking about you walking with God, in a time like this, you must fear God. We live in a world where corruption is normal. Where lying now has been institutionalized. I mean, institutionalized. Where a lot of things, seducive dressing is, is, is the order of the day at workplaces, in churches, in the community, in the mall. You know, you, you see some, some, some people dress, you almost, you close your eyes or you turn away. So that you won't, you won't sin against God. That is the kind of world we are living in now. We live in a world whereby internet now, you know, little pop up. You just open YouTube. The next thing is uh, Asian guests. You're looking for Asian guests. Temptation from the left, from the south, everywhere. You are in the bus. You see little children, teenagers kissing each other. That is the world we are living in now. We live in a world where little children are committing immoral trade. We live in a world where even in secondary school now, high, high school, they are teaching children how to, you know, you know, you know, giving them, you know, teaching them about condom. That's the world we are living in. To tell you how perilous it is. We are living in a world where the government can easily pass a law that, that approves liquor mat, where people will buy alcohol and drink to stupor and sleep between bottles and sleep within their vomit. But we live in a, in a, in a, in a, in a society now and again in, in, a, in, the, in a time when if somebody approach um, maybe an organization or an individual, approach the local authority. Oh, there's this community building. I see people are selling it off. We'd like to use it for church. What would they say? No, that that place is not meant for church. Can you see the kind of time that we are in? So we live in a time where it is easy to pass law, to have more prostitutes, to have more drunkards, to sell cannabis. You go around the city, Canada, you see where they are selling weed. What in our local language back home we call Igbo, the things that people smoke and hide it. They go to the bush while we're grown up. When we those those people that are you see them hiding in the bush, smoking it. But here it's legalized. It's all over the place. The, the stores are all over. That is the kind of world we live in, brethren. So I'm citing this example for you to know practically what it means to walk with God. So now we live in this world. Does it mean you and I will compromise? No, God forbid. God forbid. We will not compromise. 
I want you to unmute your device and say, I will not compromise my faith in the name of Jesus. I will not compromise my faith in the name of Jesus. I will not compromise my faith in the name of Jesus. Amen. I believe you are not sleeping. Now, brethren, that is the kind of war. Living in this kind of war requires the fear of God. The fear of God. The fear of God. I, I cited an example. There was a time whereby, you know, one of the, the colleagues I work with, of course, you know, I'm talking about a married woman. You know, whenever she wants to explain anything, she has this culture of she will come close to you. I mean, I'm not comfortable with that. I don't like it. And so there was a day she wanted me to educate her on something. Ah, I said, no. I said, so I said, instead of you coming to my office, I said, don't worry. We'll do it remotely because I have the ability to be able to get into a computer on my own desk. I said, so Kim, let's do it that way. It is for a reason. Brethren, we, you must be conscious to live holy, to please God. Ah, it doesn't come to you. You have to take some steps. Don't say, ah, somebody is, uh, you know, a strange man or strange woman are texting you. For what? You decline it. Brethren, that's the kind of, you are watching YouTube, something pop up that's not godly, you close it off. Don't say, ah, let's just leave it to go off by itself. These are the prices you must pay. For you to walk with God. Don't say, there are still people, brethren, that are walking with God in our generation. Number three is love for God. From what we can see here, Abraham loved God. Brethren, if a man loves a woman, he can go at any time for that woman. Have you seen a man in love? Of course, we see an example in the Bible. The man called Jacob. Jacob is a practical example of what it means to love a woman. He loved Rachel to the point that he was willing to become a slave for seven years. After that, they dribbled him. He was willing to do to become a slave again, to serve. 14 years. That is love for you. So if a man loves something, he can give everything he has. Now, Abraham loved God. To work with God, the costs. The sacrifice is that you have to love God. Love God with all your heart. Love God with all your mind. It takes people that love God to wake up in the morning and pray. Yes. It takes people that love God to come to church in the midst of, this, uh, in the, midst of the pandemic all over the world. It takes people that love God, I tell you, to be disciplined even while on online uh, prayer meeting like this. I'm telling you, it takes people that love God to say, I'm not going to sleep. I'm going to hear the word of God. It takes people that love God. It takes people that love God to wake up in the morning and your first priority is the word of God, to praise him, to seek his face for the day. It takes people that love God to pay their tithe and their offering. It takes people that love God to show the way to righteousness, to their family, to their extended family, to their friends, to their neighbors. Brethren, do you love God? I want you to bow down your head this morning, even as we begin to pray. Your first set of prayer is that from this example, 
Abraham was a man who loved God. We are looking at the cost. What, the, what is the cost of working with God in such a time like this? If I tell you it's, it's very cheap, it's not cheap. It comes with a lot of discipline. It comes with a lot of sacrifice. And so we look at three of the sacrifices this morning. The sacrifice of obedience to God, the sacrifice of reverential fear for God, and the sacrifice of love for God. I want you to pray this morning, your first prayer, you are going to say, my father, I thank you for sending your word unto me. Empower me to obey this word. Empower me to become a dwarf of this word as I go out in this week. Now you can unmute your devices. And if you are here this morning, you are not born again. You are here this morning, you have not invited Jesus into your life as your Lord and Savior. I want you to know that Jesus loves you and he has a great plan for you. Why would the rest of us unmute our devices and begin to pray if you are not sleeping? Appreciate him for the word that you have had. Appreciate him, appreciate him, give him the glory. If you are here this morning, you are not born again. I want to thank you for Father, I come here this morning, Father, the Lord Jesus, Lord. Forgive me my sins. Write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, I come to Father, thank you. Help me to walk before you and be perfect. Help me to walk before you and be perfect. Help me to walk before you and be perfect. Help me to walk before you and be perfect. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, I have prayed. Lord, I pray for as many that pray this prayer. Forgive them their sin. Write their name in the book of life. If they are so, oh Lord, help them to walk before you and the prophets in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Your next prayer point, you are going to pray and say, Father, Father help me to obey you. Help me to at obey you. At all costs. Make that your at prayer. We are praying also Father, pray for our children. Jesus, pray for the men. Pray for the women. Pray for your household. When everybody you have to pray for, you enjoy peace. Particularly as parents, you will enjoy peace in your own age. Brothers, young sisters, every one of us needs to obey God. Father, in this week, in this month, help me to obey you. The rest of my life, help me to obey you. Help my children, my descendants, obey you. Help me not to obey you. In Jesus' powerful name, we have prayed. Your next prayer point, you are going to pray. You are going to say, Father, Father, help me to fear you. I want to fear you. In everything that I do, I want to fear you. Open your mouth and make that your prayer. Do you know fearing God begins from your very home? How you relate with one another? The fearing God, the work that was given unto you, how diligent you are. How you did it faithfully. Father, this morning, Lord, empower me to fear you. As I go out in this week, help me to fear you. Lord, help our children to fear you. Help our men to fear you. Help our women to fear you. Help all the youth to fear you. Help all the people to fear you. In all their decisions, help them to fear you. 
second to the last prayer, you are going to lift up yourself into the hand of God. But before you pray for yourself, you are going to say, pray for the church grown mandate, that the zeal of the Lord will bring it to pass. The zeal of the Lord will put an end to every restriction. Every restriction that may want to hinder the manifestation in the name of Jesus. You are going to say, Father, let the zeal of the Lord bring to pass all the church growth mandate for this year. Remove every restriction over your mind. Remove Begin to appreciate him for answered prayer. All oh. that you have asked the Lord for the atonement to testimony. In Jesus. Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. 
Amen. I'd like you to stretch forth your hand. Father, I thank you this morning. You are a faithful God. You are a mighty God. There is none to be compared with you. Thank you for your word that you have brought unto us this morning. Lord, we receive your word with thanksgiving. This morning, Father, I pray, help us, Lord Jesus, to obey you. Help us, Lord Jesus, to fear you. Help us, Lord Jesus, to love you. Help our household, our children. Help every member of our household, our family, and your church, members of Jesus, the community, the nation, the people of the land, the body of Christ globally. Cause each one, Lord, to love you, to obey you, to fear you. Lord, I know, I know you know the times that we are in. And you have made provision for our own safety. And you have made provision that we may be rescued from the lost in this world. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, all your children are in your hand. As they go in this, we give them victory over the works of the enemy. Lord, order their steps. Let them hear a word. Let them hear your voice. As they walk, let them hear a word behind them saying, this is the way to go. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will not be stranded in this way. The Lord will send help us to you. The Lord will show you mercy. The Lord will arise on your behalf. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for you. As you return back home, you will have testimony. Everything you have trusted, the Lord for the return to testimony. And the Lord of those that you have come to seek, he will empower you. In Jesus' most powerful name, we have prayed.